Let's bring in our panel now to discuss all things oil and energy. Eileen Wald, PhD author, Saudi Inc. President, Transversal Consulting, Rohan Reddy, Research Analyst, Global XETFs. Thank you both for being with us, Eileen and Rohan. Um, I'll start with you. Tell us about, um, Ellen, what you're looking at when you see the oil prices. I think that's first and foremost. Yeah, when I when I look at oil prices right now, I see two things. I see uh, some inertia that's come from this vaccine news. When we started to get that back in November, oil prices really started not just to rise, but to kind of um, not account for any of the new news about economic shutdowns that previously had really uh, affected oil prices simply because it meant uh, less demand. So there's this inertia coming from vaccine news, and that's happening even despite a, a very slow rollout in some areas. And then the second thing that we're seeing uh, in oil prices is the impact of the Saudi surprise, uh, which was Saudi Arabia's unilateral decision to cut about a million barrels uh, a day of production for uh, the months of February and March. And so that was accompanied by a uh, rise in official selling prices to Asia for, for Saudi Arabia and a bunch of other producers. And so that's also buoyed uh, oil prices. And now we're even starting to see some forecasts, uh, most notably Goldman Sachs, uh, which is now saying they believe uh, we could hit a $65 Brent by this summer. Yeah, Ellen, I think Ellen's making some great points. Um, Rohan, I know you were also focusing on what Ellen just mentioned, which was Saudi Arabia surprise production to cut. Um, tell me a little bit more about your outlook, Rohan. Yeah, to Ellen's point, we do see some of the same uh, concepts going on in the oil market today. We actually see oil prices remaining fairly range bound uh, from here on out. I think what you're seeing is, as Ellen was saying, the vaccine rollout has been fairly slow. There have been uh, economic shutdowns that have occurred, especially within uh, developed economies. And right now, the economy is not uh, globally functioning at full force. Could we get some positive pressures from uh, the stimulus rollout, maybe a third round of it, and then uh, even potentially on the monetary policy, policy side with the Fed, uh, certainly. But I think what has also been a big point here is uh, also with Saudi Arabia, as mentioned, they've been acting uh, kind of similar to the Fed in a way uh, within the broader markets, which is you have the Saudi put, uh, which is Saudi Arabia has been acting as almost a last resort uh, type of uh, organization within the oil markets, and they've been buoying uh, those prices there. So that's why we've seen oil prices really tick up a little bit from here, but uh, that's part of the reason why yeah. we see prices. Right. Well, Rohan, let me ask you this, because we, you know, we just were talking about $65 oil. Uh, Rohan, a quick thought on fiscal and monetary policy and how that may drive oil, because you talk about being range bound. But if fiscal or monetary policy changes dramatically, would you then expect oil prices to change? This is a big uh, concept we've been hearing uh, from a lot of uh, people, especially with the news of uh, the Democrats taking Congress uh, as to whether there's going to be additional stimulus that comes through and will we see finally this inflation trade happen. I think what you're more likely to see is another short round of uh, this reflation that we see taking hold in the market, which is mm -hmm. inflation for a short period just jumps above 2% and then it pushes through to oil prices for a little and then it comes back down below 2%. So in the short term, what does that mean for oil traders? I think you could see uh, prices shoot up a little bit, but then come back down into that range bound area uh, long term. 
Um, Ellen, tell me more about your outlook. You talk about the, sh the shale producers. Um, you also have what the Saudi Arabia production cut announcement that you mentioned, but that, in fact, that's a boon. So when you look at, you know, because we're going to ask also Rohan about investing in, in oil, but the big picture here, what else is a wild card factor or what's more likely to happen then? Well, exactly. And, and one of the things about Saudi Arabia cutting production is that first, it doesn't necessarily mean there'll be less oil uh, exported from Saudi Arabia because uh, Aramco has a lot of oil in storage and they never let uh, a customer request go unfulfilled. So they're they're likely going to fulfill everything that, that is asked of them. The question is whether uh, uh, countries, particularly in Asia, are going to want to look for cheaper sources of oil. And one of those sources, uh, you know, there's there's Libya, there's Iran now coming back more on the market owing to the, the change in power in the United States, but also uh, the United United States is a source of uh, of cheaper oil, and when you look at uh, shale oil producers, you know they've been suffering a lot. We've seen a lot of consolidation in that industry recently. Right. We're going to continue uh, seeing more consolidation, but um, there's no uh, there, there's no way to get around the fact that this has raised oil prices for them. And even though uh, CEOs are saying that's not changing their policies anymore, uh, you really can't discount the fact that uh, with WTI at you know fifty. $52 a barrel, they are going to want to put more on the market, particularly if uh, people in China or other parts of Asia want to buy it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to get names, some names of some companies that you think are doing some things right. Quickly, Rohan. Uh, well, right now we like Enterprise Product Partners, for example. Uh, they're a pipeline company. I think U.S. oil production specifically, it was very weak uh, in the midst of the pandemic. Uh, but we've seen a little bit of a rebound, uh, peaked out at 13 million barrels a day before the pandemic. Now it's at 11 million barrels. Yeah. But we more broadly like the index. So we prefer an ETF, uh, ticker MLPX is one option there uh, for a right. diversified basket of pipeline stocks. Yeah. Okay, quickly, Ellen, do you think any company's doing something really right or investing yeah, I, in this group I'm thinking about? I mean, I think a lot of the, the bigger shell oil companies have proven their resilience. You know, you've got Occidental, you've got, you know, they, they, they have some issues, but they're they're still chugging along. You've got Pioneer. Uh, you know, there, there are a lot of them. Also, the big ones, Hess is looking actually, I think, at, at increasing a bit in the Bakken, which is interesting. Uh, and so, you know, I think that the, the, the big kind of stalwarts that you would expect are going to continue to weather this well and will be able to take advantage of, uh, of, of any kind of positives that, that we're seeing now. All right, thank you both. Ellen Wald and Rohan Reddy. Ellen Wald, PhD, author, Saudi Inc., president, transversal consultant, and Rohan Reddy, research analyst, Global X ETFs. Great conversation. Thank you both very, very much.